0: What up, Whisper Nation? We are back at it. This is Week 3 Waiver Wire. We're going to let you know who you need to add, who you need to drop, right here on the Fantasy Whispers. Right here! What's up, Whisper Nation? I hope you guys had a great Week 2 and you avoided a lot of those injuries. Man, Travis, we had a lot. But today, (laughs) we are going to be breaking down all of this week's Waiver Wire adds and drops. Based on your article, Travis, at Big Travis, you can find him on Twitter. Or you can find his article either in the link in the description below. Or just go on over to thefantasywhispers.com and the article will be up there as well. Uh, you can find me at JohnnyGameTime on Twitter. Johnny underscore Game Time on Twitter. And uh, you can find us on social media. Just go to the Fantasy Whispers.
1: Travis. Yes, sir. Search us up. Find us out there. What's going on, Johnny? Dude, a it, bloodbath on Sunday, man. Just so many injuries. Um, it's it's kind of concerning. It's it's definitely something we honestly could have projected. Um, you know, some of are part of the team. Uh, you guys see him on the matchup show. and Man, and we actually probably should have expected this, given the lack of um, So maybe we're in for a roller coaster of a year. Maybe this is just the team iceberg Uh, a scary thought given how many marquee cmc faequan barkley uh raheem mostert Dante adams portland sutton uh michael thomas of course still hurt uh just so many marquee players uh continue george kittle like so many big names that were on the top of your draft boards uh you know a.j brown kenny galladay like all these guys just piling up uh so what does that mean? That that means we knew this could happen, right? Um, we knew with the COVID off season uh we would have to be like water and adapt and, and then part of that is making moves, making trades. But the bigger part is the waiver wire. You've gotta be active on the waiver wire. You've got to make a lot of transactions, you gotta be willing to pick up guys. But Johnny, I love what we're doing here now and, and we're giving them perspective. We're giving Whisper Nation perspective on not only who to pick up, but who to drop. Um and so I I love to get into this. We'll give a couple from uh, a few running backs, a few wide receivers, and then maybe a, a quarterback and a tight end. Um, and if you guys want the full thing, like Johnny said, head over to the fantasywist dot com get the article there. um but yeah, let's get started with it.
0: Yeah, this is just week three waiver wire uh we have a long season ahead so yeah. if you are just tuning into this first uh show <laughs> hit that bell hit that subscribe button so you get notified anytime we drop new content which is pretty much daily our whole goal yeah, here baby. is to win you a championship in your league as well as have fun want- and exactly exactly and build up that community so if you like doing that hit that subscribe button all right Travis Let's let's not keep them waiting any longer. Uh, I know they're like, we need to get a replacement for my CMC, for my Saquon. So let's dive into the number one running back waiver wire option for you,
1: in your eyes, is who? So every week, uh, Johnny, we do this. Uh, we're going to do this. We're going to highlight the article a little bit. But just to break down the article, what I do here, I list them in priority that I would add them on my roster uh, if I were in your shoes and you no, know, that doesn't have to add the running back above the wide receiver. You have a situation where you need wide receiver depth more than you need running back. Always understand your roster and what your needs are. I just put running backs first in the article because they tend to be valuable position in fantasy football. So with that being said, we're going to start with running backs here. And like I said, I try to rank them accordingly. Uh, priority and my top priority running back this week is none other than daryl henderson johnny my love for daryl henderson is no secret to uh we had daryl henderson on our rookie show uh his highlight his profile on our rookie show last year uh when he came out of memphis and boy did i love what i saw on tape if you want to get lost and you go watch uh daryl henderson memphis highlights you will love it but he actually was called upon in this hot-hand approach by Sean McVay on Sunday, rushing 12 times for 81 yards and a touchdown. He also added two catches for 40 yards on three targets. He increased his week one snap percentage, which was 7%, to 42% in week two. I really like him as the top add above some of these other guys because I think eventually the hot hand is going to turn into guy on in this offense. I just project that being the situation. I think it should be Cam Akers based on the way he profiles as a running back. Cam Akers got hurt in this game, and he left the game. And then they called upon Daryl Henderson, and he got it done for them. So I have to think that Daryl Henderson is going to get the call again this week against the Bills. Not a great matchup, but if he continues to power through that passing game in this offense, we've seen what a Todd Gurley can do back-to-back years.
0: Well, and not and talking speaking about that, uh, it came out this morning that uh, rookie Cam Akers separated rib cartilage uh, during Sunday's win. So that is very very painful. We'll see what they might do if if he gives it a go. But certainly, like the Daryl Henderson, he looked good, and uh, and and Brown also a little banged up in that game as well. All right, Travis, uh, I want to talk about your second guy here uh, because. Maybe not a lot of people remember uh, what value he brought to the Seahawks a few years ago, uh, but he is no stranger to a waiver wire article, and that is running back Mike Davis of the Carolina Panthers, uh, who is just rostered on 6% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, you have him as your second uh, biggest waiver wire priority here at the running back position this week. I want to break this down for us. Tell us what you're seeing, what you're liking, what you expect from Mike Davis uh, for Fantasy Owners.
1: Yeah, so obviously we talked about all these marquee injuries, Johnny, and one of those marquee injuries, of course, was Christian McCaffrey. After his second touchdown pulled up, looked like he rolled his ankle. The word is now four to six weeks at the minimum. Um, And so they then leaned on Mike Davis for the rest of this game, and in the rest of that game, Davis had eight catches on eight targets for 74 yards. You look at CMC's usage in one-and-a-half games, only seven catches on nine targets for only 67 yards. We're talking Wild. about Mike Davis coming in and outproducing Christian McCaffrey in less time. Who? Um, and now, look, yeah, yeah, exactly, Mike Davis. So I would just say that I think this proves to you, and we saw him have a season with the Seahawks where he caught 34 balls. Uh, we know Mike Davis is a, 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 you know, we know this is sustainable, I should say, this in the passing game. So what it's, it's interesting to see, and if you're a CMC owner, you're kind of livid. Like, this is what happened. Like, right. But um, if you're a Mike Davis, uh, you know, if you're interested in Mike Davis, this is something that makes him interesting. My only problem, and the only reason he's not ahead of Daryl Henderson for me in this article, is because at that four to six week timeline, when CMC comes back, this is CMC's back bill, 100%. Um, so I would say that maybe Davis works in a little more, but it's still CMC. So the season line upside for me with Carol Henderson is a little bit uh longer, but look if you're you if you're the c m c uh you know you have c m c on your roster, maybe you pick up Mike davis so you stay afloat for the peaks um and I wouldn't be you know uh i wouldn't be opposed to spending a good amount of your waiver budget on him um yeah i, think, but, I mean it just depends on it's that roster construction right it's you know that we'll we'll get into like who we prop here, but like that's what that's what we gotta. You have to make those, right? Right. So I uh,
0: before we get into the at, who you would drop for these players, I want to dive into one more player here, uh, Travis, and then <clears throat> we'll mention some players you might drop for them. Uh, but Perfect. this is uh this is a running back that um you know is it's all about opportunity, and throughout the entire off season, we had been talking about throughout our drafts about whether or not to uh, take. Which which one back in the 49ers backfield we should take in our drafts? And we kept saying, let's go with the one that has the uh, least draft capital invested, and that was Jarek McKinnon. And all of a sudden, week three comes around, and you, he's looking at a, a, a really big opportunity here. What do you like about Jarek McKinnon this week? What do you like about Jarek McKinnon moving forward?
1: A little bit of a story here. Well, first we'll start off with, if Sunday was the devastating injury uh, day, then this game, this Jets-Niners game, was probably the most devastating injury game. Uh, And that's because you saw Nick Bosa, Jimmy G, Kevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert all go down with injuries, right, in this exact game. And so what did that do? It gave Jarek McKinnon more opportunity. Uh, There was a third and 31 in which Jarek McKinnon ran for 55 yards. Uh, And so we saw a situation where, The Jets' defense was just a a gaping hole for them to run through, and this is exactly what happened. Um, So I like McKinnon because he's a 95th percentile or better in a lot of his uh, agility, speed scores. This is a guy that Canahan brought in two years ago from the Vikings to be their guy. They paid him a lot of money. They kept him in the wing. They kept him ready and waiting, and uh, he battled through a couple injuries, but he's looked good, Johnny, in two games. He's healthy, explosive. And he looked ready. And I will tell you right now, this: if the Niners have been injured everywhere else, where they haven't been, uh, where they've been the most effective is, is out of the running back position. He mostert bust two touchdowns, one receiving, one uh, rushing in both games. And so that just means I like Jarek McKinnon to plug and play in a very, you know, a very position a position that needs a lot of. I would say this team needs a lot of playmakers right now, and they're going to get it from the running back position. I think a lot's going to be put on Jarek McKinnon's uh, plate is exactly this week. But that why that's why he uh, comes in at third because Mostert could only miss one week. It's a knee, it's a mild knee sprain, so we don't really know. But I would say right now that Jarek McKinnon has the opportunity to really smash this weekend against the Jets.
0: All right, Travis. So we those are your top three running backs you got. So let's give a couple of running backs that you would potentially drop for those players, or a couple of players uh, that you might. Consider dropping would you drop Jordan Howard for any of these three options?
1: I would drop Jordan Howard for Daryl Henderson. Um and yeah, I would I would I would drop him for all three. I I I, I would agree with that, yeah. Okay. That to myself, I agree. with myself.
0: <laughs> I agree with myself. So. Uh, would you drop Sony Michelle after uh, repeated games of you know <laughs> diminishing carries, as well as Cam Newton taking the goal line carries away?
1: Yeah, I think the upside for Sony Michelle is just not there. We don't see him used in the passing game. We knew this. We knew Cam Newton, the poacher of touchdowns, and he seems to be old Cam ever um, just rushing in the red zone. Yeah.
0: All right. And let's give, I'll give two more. Would you drop Tyreek Cohen or uh, Boston Scott or both?
1: I would drop both of those. Okay. Miles Sanders looked to come in, looked healthy, looked to be the guy um, and and just dominate touches there. Tyreek Cohen, I I understand the upside, especially in PPR, but I think that Daryl Henderson, Mike Davis, and McKinnon all have receiving upside uh, that, you know, could really just cancel out any upside of Tyreek.
0: Okay. So uh, that is for the running backs. We'll move on over to the wide receiver. Uh, if you guys
1: want more running backs, because there's plenty of more in the article, make sure you head over to the dot because I've got a list here of. of guys. You got
0: quite quite the long list. There is a, yeah. a lot. We didn't even well, get it, into. Yeah, it
1: varies. Yeah, it varies. You know, I'll have guys and I'll have blurbs, and, and the larger the blurb, you're going to know that I really like that guy. Holler is just. Going to be guys that you maybe want to take a look at as a. All
0: right, so uh, we are going to jump over here into the wide receivers. We're going to give you the top three wide receiver pickups of the week, and then we'll give you a couple of wide receiver names that you could drop. Uh, and this would also go as well if uh, you wanted one of those running backs, and you're you know you have one of these wide receivers. Same thing would uh, would go for that. Or if you need a wide receiver and you have one of those running backs that we said to drop. Who would do it for these players so number one on uh your rankings here for your waiver wire column at the wide receiver spot travis you have wide receiver keelan cole who has come up through the depth chart we know he's had some talent he's had some flash plays in the past few years but now he's finally starting to see the field on a consistent basis but so what are you liking about keelan cole not only this week coming up but moving forward is it going to be someone that fantasy owners can trust as a uh, flex play for them?
1: Yeah, I think so. If you looked at week one, he scored. He had 66% snap share. He bumped that up to 68% snap share. And while that's still second to DJ Shark, he actually, Johnny and targets, that being Keelan Cole, with 12 for, through the first two weeks. Um, look, I think that DJ Shark is a buy low candidate, but we said all loss season that team is going Throw a ton. They're, that's what made Minshew so interesting, right? And the reason is, is because they'll probably be down in a lot of games or battling back in a lot of games. But if that's the case, I think there is actually a situation where Keelan Cole could end up the Jaguars' lead target getter. This year. doesn't mean he outproduces DJ Shark because I do think DJ Shark has more upside as as the as the big play wide receiver. Keelan Cole should not be slept on here, and I think he has real season long value. But we have seen before. When a team that needs to just throw the ball a ton throughout the year and produce two usable fantasy wide receivers, I wouldn't be shocked if Keelan Cole ended up in the wide receiver two, late wide receiver two range, or you know, uh, early wide receiver three range for going forward. So that's why I have him at the top of the list here because I really do believe there's a path to success for him. Then long. All
0: right, here at the your second waiver wire pickup for the wide receiver position only roster in about 22% of Yahoo leagues. Kind of mind blowing to me, considering the fact that in week one, Travis, he saw 12 targets. And then in week two, he saw nine targets. Now, most wide receiver ones on teams get those kind of targets. And this guy isn't even a wide receiver one. So you want to break down your number two waiver wire, wide receiver pickup of the week here.
1: Yeah, it's Russell Gage of the Atlanta Falcons, Johnny. As you mentioned, 22% roster uh rostered in Yahoo Leagues. It's a little wild how this this Atlanta Falcons team has uh rostered dis- uh I'm sorry. Uh the distribution of targets has yeah. gone through these two games. You know, Matt Ryan has just been throwing the ball over the over the place. Would you believe it that Joe Jones is third on the team targets, right? Uh, just kind of a wild situation, to yeah, right. Well, then like, I was looking he, at two Even
0: red zone targets, Julio only yeah. has one red zone target, and both gauge
1: from Russell Gage. Yeah, exactly. it's from Russell Gage throwing him the football. So, uh, so wild. That, so you got the you've got the sneaky RB plays, the trick plays. Which, by the way, man, uh, that that ball was thrown perfectly. It was oh, thrown on Julio, beautiful. I mean,
0: I I will say but, that even uh, even from you know. The Giants Stadium. Uh, you you heard, you saw Sanu tweet out, uh, "Hey, that was a good throw. I taught you well, well young I, one."
1: Exactly, and so and so. What does that remind you of? Russell Gage throwing the ball. It reminds you of Muhammad Sanu throwing the ball right? in that Falcons offense. And I'll tell you right now, Russell Gage is starting to remind me about uh, of, of Muhammad Sanu in a lot of other ways, and, and being that slot receiver and being that key role in this offense. This team. That defense looks like they are going to throw a ton. Now, I don't think Julio is going to stay third on the team in targets. It doesn't make sense that that's going to continue. And I think as Hayden Hurst gets more comfortable with Matt Ryan, you'll see roster or you'll see target distribution flow that way too. Which makes Russell Gage second on my list because his path there's a lot more mouths to feed in Atlanta. And I think there will be games where it's going to be more of a Julio and Ridley game. And, and maybe Hayden Hurst sneaks in there. But Russell Gage needs to be rostered, especially if you have a lot of, you know, some of these, you had a Cortland Sutton injury to your team, uh, you have a Michael Thomas injury on your team, you need to take a look at Russell Gage and see what's happening. Plus, if Calvin Ridley or Julio Jones goes down, Russell Gage will vault into a really, really profitable wide receiver. So I like him as my second wide receiver.
0: Alright, we are going to dive into Okay, so this third guy here, Travis, uh, is getting opportunity because of an injury. Uh, He had a great training camp, uh, and in fact, he was the MVP of this uh, team's training camp, which might surprise you considering they have a lot of fantasy stars on this roster, and yet none of them were as talented during camp as... Wide receiver Traquan Smith, who looked great yesterday against the Las Vegas Raiders or last night versus the Raiders. So, Travis, tell the people, tell Whisper Nation why they should get excited about Traquan Smith, uh, not only for this upcoming week, but potentially as a a season-long flex option if he continues to show the potential he showed last night.
1: Yeah, what's what's interesting here is, you know, Drew Brees actually said in the off season like uh if there's a breakout coming on our team, it's Brick One. like I don't play fantasy, but if I did, I'd pick up pick One Smith, which if you remember when Michael Thomas was first coming out, John Payton says I don't play fantasy, but if I did, I would pick up Michael Thomas. <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's kind of funny that the both of these guys are are talking him up. So you kind of, you know, perk your ears up, you listen a little bit to that. Everybody was wondering, Johnny, without Michael Thomas, who would get the bump? And I think the smart answer is Alvin Kamara, and he did. He got nine targets, right? But then people were saying Emmanuel Sanders or Jared Cook. Jared Cook with five targets, only two catches. Emmanuel Sanders with three targets, only one catch. It was Traquan Smith. Seven targets, five catches for 86 yards last night. And here's the deal. He's third on my list, and he could honestly be fourth because I don't know how long the Michael Thomas And as soon as Michael Thomas is back, no, it's going to be the Michael Thomas show. That's what this guy does. He soaks up those targets. But don't sleep on Traquan Smith. Like you said, having some flex appeal down the gate, the only concern I have is once Michael Thomas is back, Drew Brees does not look good pushing the ball down the field. That's where I have concern about Traquan Smith. So my sneaky next pick would be Tim Patrick of the Denver Broncos. I want to throw that name out there. He would be, set, he would be fourth behind Traquan Smith for me. But take a look at Tim Patrick if you need it, because I think he could be a big play threat with Cortland Sutton out of the picture for Bronco. All
0: right, so speaking of, uh, you, you, we gave, you know, we got a bonus. You got a bonus wide receiver in there. If you want to read more about these players or why you should pick them up, or you want to see the full list, make sure you head on over to the fantasywhispers.com or check the link in the bio or the description, uh, and you can see the article there. Travis these are great and all uh, you know picking up guys is fun but you have to make the difficult decision on who to drop yeah. so I'm gonna I'm gonna just fire a couple of names at you you tell me if you would drop them or not for uh, any of those three players or three or four players that we just talked about right all right yep. so I'm gonna give you uh, Anthony Miller would you drop Anthony Miller for any of
1: I would Drop Anthony Miller for the top two, Keelan Cole and Russell Gage. I probably would do it for Traquan Smith as well, but not for Tim Patrick. I would keep on to Anthony Miller, uh, there. So the top three, yeah, but that the, the cutoff would be it. All right. I, I would agree with that. Uh, Christian Kirk. I still think – the reason I do I just want to add, I still think that we are a few games away from seeing Nick Fold. Yeah, I do think I agree. That, that happens. And if that happens, Anthony Miller will have value. But it might be a situation where you could drop him now and pick him up later because he might not be able
0: to. Sure. Uh, Christian Kirk. You drop Christian Kirk for any of
1: these. I would drop Christian Kirk for Keelan Cole and Russell Gage. I would hold on to him for the rest. But it seems to be the Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins show. And what I mean by that is obviously DeAndre Hopkins and then Kyler Murray's running it. So <laughs> it's, uh, that seems to be the situation. Uh, it's frustrating Kenyon Drake owners, even though he's getting a lot of the volume. It's definitely frustrating some Christian Kirk guys. But they also have not had the stiffest of competition. Um, so let, let's see when they get in a game against a team they're going to have to throw on. And then I think... Which might not
0: be good. until week six but uh, against right, Dallas. But, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, hey, uh, I, I, for me personally, I wouldn't mind dropping Christian Kirk for uh, Russell Gage or Keenan Cole as well. I, I would agree with you there. Raekwon, I'm on the border of it. I I think uh, some flashes of being uh, more targeted or heavily involved, especially over the next few weeks. I think Christian Kirk could probably sit on your waiver wire, uh, and then you could kind of like you were talking with Anthony Miller there. Uh, all right, Sammy Watkins. What do you what do, What should people do with Sammy Watkins? Should they drop him for one of these guys? Keep him? He got injured. There's not a lot of information yet out on on his extent, or if he'll be out for a while? What do you think?
1: I don't know. That is such a tough one for me, because I do believe that Sammy Watkins has a role when he's healthy in the offense. Um, I would probably drop Sammy for Keelan Cole. I don't know if I'd drop him for Russell Gage, because it's a very similar situation. Uh, it's an offense that passes a lot, and that he could be a part of that, but still not the very first option. Cole, I think, has this outside shot to maybe take over as you know, uh, take over and be the number one. In the, the the chemistry he seems to show with Minshew seems to be there. So I would actually say yes to Keelan Cole, uh, dropping Sammy, but no to Russell Gates.
0: Okay, uh, and then I'll just three more. You tell me out of the three, I want you to tell me one of them you would keep and the other two that you would probably drop. Well, if you want to drop all three, that's fine. All right, Deshaun Jackson, Jalen Rieger, or Mike Williams. Would you cut any of these three for Keelan Cole, Gage, Smith, or Tim Patrick?
1: Um, I would cut, I'd be okay cutting Jalen Rieger and Deshaun Jackson uh, for Keelan Cole and Russell Gage. I wouldn't cut them for Trae Smith. Just once again, I think Trae Smith is that rental. Don't know, like, without him. Um, so both the Philly receivers can go, because I do kind of think they eat into each other's upside. Um, as long as one is still healthy, uh, the other one is not going to fully do what want them to do That line has just not been as good as we want it to be. Um, and the third one was, Johnny, I'm sorry. Mike Williams. Mike Williams. So this one's tough. I would hold on Mike Williams only because I don't know. I think that beyond logic, Anthony Lynn is actually going to put Tyrod back into this lineup make him the starter and then Mike Williams becomes you know they're saying he's healthier now than he's ever been this season and we know that um Tyrod Taylor pushes the ball down the field i really liked Mike Williams coming into this game if Tyrod was the starter against Kansas City it did not work that way um it's a little bit more volatile so but i would keep Mike Williams over those
0: now that one's tough for me because yeah you have a situation where everyone sees that it should be the rookie cuz he can move the ball but when he, when he came in you you saw Mike Williams only had four targets now uh, it could have been, it was his first game so he's not really pushing it down Mike Williams is a very interesting one to me i'm on the fence uh, i think ultimately it's
1: just so it's so interesting how when Tyrod Taylor's in the lineup this becomes like a buffalo bill an old buffalo yeah. bills team where you push the ball down the field to a deep shot wide receiver and you, and you dunk, dink and dunk to the tight end. You don't throw to the running back. If Justin Herbert was in, you've got the old-school Chargers, right. and you've got Eckler and Keenan Allen being heavily involved, and then Mike Williams and Hunter Henry kind of in the, in the dark. So I would just it's, – it's a little more volatile than maybe you'd like, uh, but I think Mike Williams' upside if Tyrod Taylor is the starter. And I think, that, I think the Chargers just want to play it safe with Herbert, not get him too clustered at the beginning of his career. Uh, But I just liked what I saw going up.
0: All right, Travis, uh, we will get Whisper Nation out on. I've got I just want to touch on a couple of tight ends and a couple of quarterbacks don't need a lot of explanation. If they want the explanation, they could go and read the article. Uh, But I just want to touch if you need tight ends, uh, you want to let your uh, two of your favorite tight ends to pick up on the week and two quarterbacks.
1: My absolute favorite, I'm just going to tear these out, my number one tight end on the week, and I think he's in a tier by himself, is Mo Ali cox of the Indianapolis. Uh, rostered in 1% of Yahoo leagues. This is a guy that we've been calling for a breakout for a while. He's so big, athletic, former basketball player. Um, is now playing with Philip Rivers, who we know loves to target the tight end, and playing in a team that just lost their slot receiver in Paris Campbell. Um, And so we see this team actually going maybe more run-heavy ishing it to the tight end, and he had 111 yards on just five catches, six targets. I think uh, Mo Alley Cox should be added in a lot of leagues. My second tight end, uh, Johnny, is the guy, you know, not Amari Cooper, Gallup, or CeeDee Lamb, or even Ezekiel Elliott led uh, the Dallas Cowboys in targets from Sunday against those Falcons. It was Dalton Schultz. So we knew that we wanted Blake Jarwin to break out in this offense as a tight end, but it seems like Dalton Schultz has an opportunity, 10 targets. 88 uh, yards and a touchdown. He did put the ball on the ground with a fumble, but I like what I saw at Dalton Schultz. Um, I think that he could be added and kind of started.
0: Would you offense? Would you drop Rob Gronkowski for those two?
1: Absolutely. could have dropped Rob right. last week.
0: Uh, would you drop Austin Hooper for one of those two? I would. Would you drop? Let's I think go a little higher. What now. I've
1: seen, what I've seen out of Hooper kind of scares me. It looks like the Browns are actually throwing to the tight end. Then they threw to Njoku week one. So, like, I think that they maybe just got Hooper and paid him for blocking in this run game. Yeah. It's really looking like a situation that could be. The- All
0: right. And then let's do one quarterback here that you uh, would pick up if you need a
1: streamable
0: quarterback this week. Who are you going with?
1: Oh, this isn't even a streamer anymore, Johnny. This, is, this guy should be locked in as the maybe second late-round quarterback of the year. Cam is probably the first late-round quarterback. Uh, coming into after two weeks, but Gardner T. Minshew, baby, the Jacksonville Jaguars, rocking that headband, rocking those jorts. Uh, the bottom line, Johnny, he's got six touchdowns in two games. Tennessee was not a good matchup. I remember not playing Minshew, even though I thought, you know, I wanted to because it was fun because he was playing Tennessee, and he still threw for three touchdowns, got them 30 points. Uh, I think Minshew is pretty much matchup proof, unless it's like Pittsburgh. Ah, uh, you're going to be rolling Minshew out a lot more times than you aren't, because he's confident, he's accurate, and he takes care of the football. And I think this offense is out to prove that they're not just here to tank. So I love Minshew's story. He's actually putting it to uh, fantasy, putting it into fantasy productionism.
0: All right, would you drop Carson Wentz for him? Yes. Would you? Did would you drop
1: drop Carson Wentz? A-
0: would you drop Drew Brees for him?
1: Yes. I, Unfortunately, I think if the Saints want to win football games, it's going to be on the running backs and dink and dunk football, and that's just not the had in the past.
0: All right. Uh, one more I'll give you. Matthew Stafford. We drop Matthew Stafford, garnerman
1: I would hold on Matthew Stafford because I want to see what he looks like with Kenny Galladay back in the lineup. The word is Kenny G will be back this week. If Kenny G gets there and opens things up, I think we can get back to 5,000-yard Matt Stafford. That's what you want in this offense so hold a little bit on Stafford but if you got the bench space you may partner back up all right there you have it big Travi gives you his list of guys that you
0: need to go pick up on your waiver once again if you want a full list of all of this week's waiver wire options and why you should go get them head on to the, over to the fantasywhispers.com you can read that article. Or it'll be in the uh, link to that will be in the description below. Well, make sure you subscribe to our ch- channel, hit that bell. For the Fantasy Whispers, that's Big Travi at Big travy TFW. I'm Johnny underscore Game Time on Twitter. We are the Fantasy Whispers, and we're out. Peace. Good good luck with those waiver
1: wires. Hope you get your claims.
0: Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whispers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whispers.